Okay, we're back. Uh, we've got our our friend and our guest today, Bill Stats, with us. Uh, for, uh, he formed the Fab Five band 30 years ago. Is that what I what I remember? You remember. 19, 1990. Well, that's hard to believe since you don't look older than about 40 now, so uh, I guess you're pretty young Thanks. when you started. Uh, Craig, what are we going to talk about now? Well, we're going to come back now, and I think we're going to look at each of our four albums we're talking about individually. And we'll kind of maybe reverse the order this time, and let's Bill, let Bill uh, lead off. Bill, what I, we'd like to talk about is, you know, songs that you like, but in your particular world, obviously the Fab Five covered a lot of Beatles songs. And as you go yes. through and look at each of the albums kind of mention the ones that the Fab Five performed and why you guys decided to pick those particular songs as you go through your narrative. Thanks a lot. Well, you performed Drive My Car, the very first album on the Rubber Soul, uh, and we did so because we uh, loved the song. It just rocked. Uh, we also performed Nowhere Man because we had built the band to a point where we could sing the vocal parts, and uh, that was real important on Beatles songs. We also discovered that uh, in a later version of the band, one that's active in Houston right now, in my life, they've de uh, developed a, a version of that that's really a good version what uh songs besides the ones that uh, you covered what's another one or two off rubber soul that you personally really liked uh the word michelle which is covered occasionally by the, the current fab five and uh and if i needed someone by George Harrison. All right, that's uh, Bell's thoughts on Drive My Car. I'll share mine now. Uh, I think that uh, the song to me that, in a lot of ways, it's my favorite song the Beatles did is In My Life. I think it was so retrospective in uh, just what life is. You know, when you think about it, you go back and uh, kind of think back through your all the friends, all the loves, all the things you did, but you have that special person in your life, and that's the one that uh, is your life. And I think that's, in my view, a lot of what that song's about. And it really, I think, kind of was a tipping point for the Beatles that got them into something really, really serious. I know Paul McCartney done yesterday, earlier, and stuff, but this was much more personal, and I think you started to hear a lot of personal stuff. The other one I really liked on uh, Rubber Soul that you mentioned is If I Needed Someone. You know, George Harrison had always been kind of the, you know, I don't want to say the odd man out, but certainly Lennon McCartney were the songwriters with all the force. But that song is, is just so uh, so hooky and sweet, and you want to sing along with it. 
that I've just always, always, I could hear, there's songs in your life that uh, you can hear a thousand times, and you're really glad when you're getting to hear it again. And if I needed someone uh, that George did is on that list with me. All right, Gary, what, what, what were your favorites from Rubber Soul? Well, two of them y'all have already said in my life and um, if I needed someone. But I also loved Think For Yourself with that fuzz guitar. I thought that was a, just a cool song that George wrote on the front, first flip, the front A side. That's what we used to call it, right? Uh, I really like that song as well. And then I like McCartney's I'm Looking Through You. I thought that was a, a good song too. Uh, but honestly, I loved every song on that album. I, I, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. I think that you mentioned in our earlier segment that uh, that was something that you did for the first time was just play the album all the way through every time you listen to it. And to me, that's what makes it so important. It wasn't a group of hits in actuality. I don't think, and Bill can correct me, I don't even think they released a single from the album. It was more like the album, and I think Paperback Writer and a couple of those might have shown up as singles at that time. But it mattered not. It became a tipping point in music and that the album was the thing. It wasn't a bunch of filler with two or three hits on it and then do whatever else you can to get an album out. It was a total album, and I think that was what's so great about uh, Rubber Soul. All right, next up, and we'll, uh, I'll start off this time, and I'll hand it to Bill, and Gary can finish up his revolver. To me, the one that grabbed me right away, I think it was amazing in the fact that it was, the, I think, the best song to tip off any album, maybe other than uh, Break On Through on The Doors' first album, that just totally grabbed you instantly, Taxman. And it was a George Harrison song. I understood that uh, Paul McCartney actually played the guitar on it, but Taxman was a song, and you were in the kind of the cover band world, Bill, that uh, all the bands that were out, you know, doing cover music all over town, everybody did Taxman. It just, it, we did. it was just kind of the one to do, and uh, it uh, was just, an incredible thing, and I think then the other ones that uh, that were just really, really cool was uh, Got to Get You Into My Life, and if I'm not mistaken, they actually re released that as a single several years after the Beatles broke up, and it, it was, a, you know, it went to the top of the charts. I think, and I think one that's just so fun to, to just have fun with Yellow Submarine. 
Kids love it. Adults love it. It was a perfect uh, vehicle for uh, Ringo to do. And I think this is a tough one because I'm already looking at two or three more, but I don't want to go through every one on the album. But it's back in that category that would prevail for the rest of the Beatles. Next uh, group of albums is you always listen to it from beginning to end. We all live in a yellow submarine. Yellow submarine. Yellow submarine. Okay, Bill, what do you think about Revolver? Revolver is one of the very best. And uh, you, as you said, uh, you could name every song on the album as one of the best. We played Taxman in real time in 1966, and uh, it was a rocking little tune. And of course, there were songs like Eleanor Rigby that I loved, but we had no chance of making uh, a play on that. And uh, Here, There, and Everywhere, I've loved that since the first time I heard it. Yellow Submarine, you mentioned. We also played that in Fab Five. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, Dr. Robert just grabs me. There's something about the bouncy little hook, the guitar, that just I really love. But I love to listen to Revolver because it never disappoints. Gary? Well, yeah, I agree with you guys 100%, man. It's just a solid album, and every song on there is gold. Um, one I'll mention that y'all didn't is For No One. To me, For No One was uh, it's still one of my favorite love lost songs written, uh, I think, by Paul, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Mike McCartney. Uh, whenever I get break up with a girlfriend or feel blue about you know love uh that would always be one of my go-to songs i just think it's beautifully written and um and and kind of sad in its own way but a great song your day breaks your mind aches you find that all her words of kindness linger on when she no longer needs you turn now to the uh you know, what can you say about it but a whole lot? And we'll let uh, Gary lead us off with uh, when we share our thoughts on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And, and I didn't, you know, I still said Sgt. Pepper's in my top 20 albums, but, uh, you know, I know Bill disagreed with me, and I, and I, I do that. I completely uh, appreciate that. Um, you know, I loved... A little help from my friends. I loved uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I loved Getting Better. Fixing a Hole wasn't one of my all-time favorites. Uh, She's Leaving Home, I love that song. Again, another kind of a sad song with a great story. Uh, Benefit of the Mr. Kite, not one of my favorites, but all in all, um, and when I'm 64, I never thought I'd be, you know, I'd, I'd get there. But I don't think Paul McCartney did either. But Yeah, here we are. Um, Whither Within You, Without You was one, once again, a Harrison song that I really loved. And uh, Good Morning, Good Morning, 
was fun, and of course, Sergeant Pepper's uh, Day in the Life was one I played the, you know, I played that to death. All right, Gary, you need to do it over. You're going through every song on the album, and and, and that's not and, supposed to do that. No, you're supposed to pick out two or three or four of them that you thought stood out to you. Okay, well. Okay, fine. Take two on Gary picks a song from Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> yeah. I was ready to say I agreed with everything you said. <laughs> oh well, then we're keeping it. We could we could edit it and say it was a tie for first place with all the songs. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just gonna pick a couple songs from Sergeant Peppers, and uh, you know I loved I loved Ringo. I loved his country you know songs he did i loved with a little help from my friends um love lucy in the sky with diamonds and uh i like she was leaving home i, I thought that was a a great little story song um with a great great message great melody um th those were some of my favorites so i'll quit there because i can't name all of them craig said oh and a day in the life there you go threw one more in Bill, what do you think about Sergeant well, Peppers? I live with uh, Sergeant Peppers with a little help from my friends and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Those have got to be some at the top of everybody's Beatle list. And then I agree with Gary. Uh, Day in the Life is probably number one of all rock songs ever written. <laughs> I, I, I'm in love with Sergeant Peppers, even the goofy stuff. I, I listen to him with a uh, ear towards just trying to figure him out. You know, my thoughts uh, were simply that, uh, you know, when you listen to Sergeant Peppers, just the setup of it, uh, I love the way the album opens when they, they sing the the title track, but then they segue straight into with a little help from my friends. I think, yes. I think that that is just so cool the way that's done and how it just instantly sparks. I mean, you know, the whole Sergeant Pepper's thing started the Paul McCartney's dead thing and Billy Shears and all of that stuff. And and it, but it's just such a magnetic draw into the to the album that's just so iconic and fun. And they they play the play the you know the horns as part of the band. And I, I just love the the pep that you're drawn into it. I think a day in the life which ends the album. And yes, it's hard to you can get into best song ever, but what it was was simply this it was such a monument to what brilliant minds could achieve and that it made no sense but then it made a lot of sense and the way i love the pat the the way to that uh that uh, john lennon and paul mccartney each take uh lead vocals in it and, and alternate that way and i think that uh it's one that, you know, and the Beatles used to die laughing about how people 
were always trying to interpret their music and how bizarre they got. But that album was one that you just can discuss well into the night, and the way they close it with that song, you could talk about In My Life and what it meant and what it was about uh, with your own imagination, but that's what makes it a great song. When the White Album came out, the, uh, I read a review in the Dallas Morning News, and back then, the, you know, the critics fawned over the Beatles so much that I think, wait a minute, I'm a critic, you've got to somehow find something negative to say, and the guy in the Dallas Morning News picked out different things, and he said that... Uh, there's probably a, enough good stuff for one album. And a lot of it was just, you know, throwaway stuff. Well, I think he was full of it. And, uh, I, you know, I kind of look at the list now. What it was was an amazing collection of such unique uh, music. This was not ACDC. It was just a bunch of uh, songs that were different, fun, crazy, but my favorites from the album were, were certainly while my, while my Guitar Gently Weeps, which is, we all know, you know, Eric Clapton played lead guitar on it, but it's just such a cool song, and it uh, really resonates with me. I really liked uh, fun stuff like Rocky Raccoon, I thought, you know, back in the USSR was a great tribute to the Beach Boys. It just, uh, there's a bunch of them, but my favorite song has a uh, uh, special meaning to me, and it's Obla D, Obla Da, and that's because in the lyrics, the character that Paul McCartney sings about is Molly Jones, and that is the name of my youngest daughter. You know, the White Album was one... Are you done? Yes. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean... Um, from the very first notes in the very beginning of Back in the USSR, you knew this album with all four si all four discs was going to be something amazing. And it really was. I love the beginning of that song. I love Back in the Two USSR. Disc. Two discs, like I said. <laughs> Two discs. Um I love the beginning. I love that song. I love where it went from there. Um, I love the way they laid out the songs in this. Um, and in that front side, as I recall, ended with Happiness is a Warm Gun, which is a song I love too. Uh, and I liked the continuing story of Bungalow Bill, which probably was Yoko Ono's best song. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Don't Pass Me By, once again, Ringo just hit a home run with that. Um, I, it's hard for me to pick out because I just, I loved everything on there, the weird stuff, the great stuff. But, I mean, they showed once again 
what incredible songwriters they were. They, they, each album was unique and different from the one they had done before. I, I just don't think anybody else could pull that off. Don't pass me by, don't make me cry, don't make me blue. Okay, well, you guys have struggled with this album because there are 30 songs to deal with. I, I absolutely love Back in the USSR. They stuck the very best song to lead the album off, and uh, but there are some other great ones. Uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps clearly is a hit. Uh, song Rocky Raccoon, I Will, and Julia, I love them all for different reasons, but uh, they're all at the top. Birthday, we played birthday for everybody that had a birthday, and we did the Beatles version. And uh, Mother Nature's Son, and uh, Good Night by Ringo. You know, what a uh, great song to end an album with. I think this. I think that what the Beatles did uh, throughout their career was constantly move forward. I read, you know, now we live in an era where uh, you get on the computer and get on the Internet, and there's what they call clickbait. And even though I go, I'm not reading this because it's going to be stupid, I click through anyway. And that uh, one was that... uh, the most overrated bands of all time that some young guy I'm sure had written. And he had the Beatles on the list. And the reason he gave for them being that was, quote, that they could never define a definitive sound. That they could never get a style. And I just laughed out loud. That was their brilliance. They never, ever sounded the same. It was always fresh and new. And I just uh, chuckled when I read that. And I think that what the Beatles did is they, and there's always been the argument about kind of chicken and the egg with the 60s and the Beatles, and I think they paralleled each other. The 60s rocketed through a bunch of change as quickly as the Beatles wrote new music. And those four albums really did that. They were totally different, not totally, but a lot different than the ones that they had done before. But it was always fresh and new. And what they did, which you can never underestimate among the many things that they did, they made the album the thing. It was no longer the hit singles. It was the album that everybody talked about. And when FM kind of got away from its early days, album rock became the thing because it was the important thing. And a lot of bands that followed, like Led Zeppelin, they never even put singles out. It was always just albums. And the Beatles did that. And the reason that they did it was that they proved that was the way to listen to music. Okay, Gary, what are your concluding thoughts? Well, you know, the body of work speaks for itself. I mean, I, I, my children know the Beatles and, and enjoy their music today. And if you look at how long the band was actually together and performed as a forum, it was such a short period of time for the work they put out. 
And it's still so popular, it's still so much love today that we can't wait to go see bands like Bill's that does some of their songs, you know, because it's just that important. I think uh, I think I grew up in a great time because of the Beatles, to be honest. They changed music forever. And um, these four albums is a great example of how talented those guys really were. Okay, Bill. Here's the baton to you, and uh, leave us with uh, what you've got to think about. Obviously, a band that kind of defined your life. Well, I'd like to say that we lived in a great time, guys. We grew up with the Beatles. We were able to absorb them uh, over time. And that's one of the problems that I have with my children. They want to absorb it all at once. You can't do that. Because, like, I remember when we saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan for the first time. And then it was every few months or so we got a new song or new album. And Craig is correct. The album became the thing. Because we can remember the days when... An artist would have one hit, and they'd build an album of mediocre material around that one song. It was, and that's why people bought singles on the 45s. <laughs> but uh, the Fab Five was a wonderful invention, invention, and. Uh, Still as active, you can still see live Beatle music played. A lot of the songs that you guys talked about. So, this has been a fun thing to do. Well, we're really glad you came, and or not came. You called us from Dallas, Texas, or thereabouts, and uh, we appreciate you taking the time to do that. And uh, needless to say, we go way back together. Uh, I remember the first time I saw the Fab Five like it was yesterday. I'd met Rod Roberts, who's still the bad, the the drummer in the Fab Five after all these yes, years. Yes, he is. But they had a music store in uh, Humble, Texas, and I went in to sell him an ad, and he told me, he said, well, I'm in a band, and uh, it's called the Fab Five, and we do a lot of Beatles and some 60s music, and, of course, instantly I'm interested. You played at a place on 1960 called Tickets and I went out there and heard you there were about 30 people there and I just said man I'll tell you what picking deciding to do this magazine is going to be a lot of fun because I I still remembered you know it was the original guys it was really you you and I'm going they in other cover bands too I heard but you got I'm just going this is just tremendous so we're, you know, we're kindred spirits, but we've been friends, and, uh, you know, I value my friendship with you as a person, but, of course, with you and your band, the Fab Five. Thanks for saying that, Craig. I'm back in the USSR. You don't know how lucky you are, boy. Back in the USSR. Well, this is one I hate to see come to an end. It's been so much fun, and Bill... Thank you for having the talent to keep this music fresh and keep it alive and sharing it with each generation because it's good enough to do that. We really appreciate you. 
And uh, we will see you next time on Not Fade Away.